Welcome to episode 24 of Shebrews Hebrews, the Jewish fermenting podcast, where I hope to discuss all things homebrewing and fermenting from a Jewish perspective. Today, we've got another tangents episode. By now, you should know the drill. These have been some of our most popular episodes, and we love that you're downloading it more than almost anything else. Today, as we've got some more tangents, obviously, and a few extra facts. One of mine is that recently I learned from the Ken Jennings trivia podcast, Omnibus, about the presidential fitness test, which even though I have worked out every day for more than a year, I'm almost certain I would still fail. If that brings back K-12 through PE memories, I'm sorry. And the fun fact from Allison this time is that koalas poop in their sleep, and the two biggest threats to their population are deforestation and chlamydia. Anyone who's also seen John Oliver knows that he has a koala chlamydia ward named after him in Australia. And with that, on to the tangents. I have never seen Blazing Saddles. Well, you need I to know. See it. I am uh, notoriously bad at watching movies. <laughs> no, people don't, as a general rule, want to watch movies with me unless I have something to do with my hands or something. I have taken up needlepoint. That's been a ah. big one for me. But, mm-hmm. like, I'm not very good at watching movies. <laughs> I'm, like, bad at watching movies. I will heckle. I will be fidgeting. I'm I'm bad at it. Yeah. Episodes um, of TV shows are, like, my limit. And they're cutting it close. I'm usually doing something else while I'm watching those, too. So I would recommend you try watching Blazing Saddles. I mean, it's a famous one. I'm just... I mean, I think yeah. in terms of like level of speed for M- Mel Brooks movies that I can stick with, uh, History of the World Part One. Yes, because that's all, all. You know, they're making History of the World Part Two. Sure do. Very excited. I'm so excited! I'm so excited for that movie. I just finished listening to his memoir, which is titled "All About Me!" Exclamation point. It's not titled "Jew in Space." No, it's not quite titled Jews in, uh, Jew in Space. Lame. No, it's all about me. <laughs> and it's wonderful. It I is... mean, I'm here for that, but also. Yes, it, Jew in Space would have been an, another great title. Unfortunately, the Jew to go to space was William Shatner, not him. Yeah. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. But, oh, it's such a good book. And it is, I mean... There are a ton of people in that book he talks about who's like, oh, he's name dropping, but it's like, no, it's very clear he was a huge friend to these. These people were his close friends, and every time he mentions Gene Wilder or Carl Reiner or Sid Caesar, it's like, oh no, yeah, those are big names, but they're he's not mentioning them to sound like they're like he's big and fancy. It's like, no, these were his close friends who who he misses, especially when he mentions um, Anne Baycroft, his now departed wife. Um, but but <laughs> bad to mid strengths and not just Mel Brooks. I'm but, sure we'll find another way to work him in there somewhere. I mean, he is a wine fan, apparently. We're choosing in space. <laughs> We're choosing out in space. We're flying around protecting the Hebrew race. Oh, iconic. <laughs> really a- iconic. Also iconic. So your name is... Count de money. Count de money. Count, Count de money. money. <laughs> Iconic. Oh, it's such a, that's such a all of his movies are great. History of the World Part One is very underrated. Oh yeah. 
Um, I though I would probably put it as maybe my third favorite because I'm just such a big fan of Blazing Saddles and the producers. The producers is, I mean, it's the producers. Yes, especially both versions are good. I prefer the original. Yeah, it's the producers. I mean, I mean, you get the combination of Zero Mistel and Gene Wilder or Nathan Lane and uh, Matthew Broderick. You're hard. You've got to try to mess those up. Yes. Uh, another yeah do you know mel brooks is only an oscar mel brooks theoretically could have be a triple uh egot if he had another or two oscars oh my god (laughs) he's got that's uh, that is pretty impressive he's got two he's got three tonys that's the that's most limiting yeah that's wild only three tonys only three tonys (laughs) And I don't know how many. He's got a ton of Emmys um, because he's Mel Brooks and he wrote for TV for forever. Yeah. Man, did not realize that. That's fun. Exactly. Uh, but they're not made mixed drinks in his movies. <laughs> no. Um, I wonder what his vacant number is. I don't think he's ever published any. Bacon, he'll have a vacant number. He won't have an Erdos number, though. Um. He also will have a Sabbath number. Yes. Um, which is a tangent that I did include in one of our tangent episodes. I can't find it. Though interesting because this is definitely going in another tangent episode. Tangent. I almost named <laughs> tangents to I tangent the tangent the second tangents episode name was a play on Mel Brooks because it was tangents to the search for more tangents. <laughs> or it or what it was something like that. Um uh, but you I couldn't have called, have called Tangents it... to the Mighty Ducks after one of my all-time oh, favorite movies? That would have been good, but I just finished the Mel Brooks um, <laughs> memoir, so that's why I named it that. I could have called it Tangents 3, the search for Tangents 2. That would have been the best one. Now, yeah. I guess if this isn't Tangents 3, congratulations, we now have Tangents 4, the search for Tangents 3. Yeah. Um, We're just going to keep going with those. Yeah. Uh, the, what, it, what was it? Um, what was I thinking? I did, though, find out that um, uh, Vladimir Zelensky's dad is a professor. Uh, yeah. And his, um, he has an Erdos number of four. I have an Erdos number of six, which means that our collaborative distance is at most uh, ten. Very nice. Which is just really cool. There are no more than eleven people between me and the heroic president of ukraine and one of them <laughs> is paul Erdos. at the most but think about it the people who've worked with paul Erdos, many of them know each other so i can re- so i can remove at least one, <laughs> Just one. okay but to say that and one of them is paul Erdos is pretty funny oh uh, yeah Where, where's the sabbath number calculator because he's got to have a sabbath number oh and did not 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 okay what? side note on this this rum sour mm-hmm. I, me- I i kind of recommend that you drink it with a side of tums because it's a lot of lemon juice oh boy yeah okay so mel brooks has a bacon number of two mel brooks was in life stinks with howard morris who was an end of the line with kevin bacon okay and does he have a an Erdos number. I do not think so. I'm trying to find if he has a Sabbath number, and I can't right now. 
Sabbath number calculators are all pointing me back to Erdos Bacon Sabbath. Erdos number calculator. Because he, he never finished college because he went to war. Mm, author name? Mel Brooks. If that doesn't work, try Melvin Kaminsky. No authors matched Melvin Kaminsky. I can't say I'm exactly that surprised. Um, also, I cannot find you. Really? Yeah, I've got the closest I've got is Harris Edward G. <laughs> that is not me. I mean, not all the. I've been in the journal for uh, journal or proceedings of the Design of Medical Devices Conference for uh, 2019, and my master's thesis should both be included. This is math sign at. They may just... Ah, they're not going to be in a ma- in a direct math. Yeah, no. What's your... Here, Formilab. Let's see what they've got. Can't find the, a good... Uh, all the Sabbath calculators that I've found are dead. Ugh, lame. Anyways, that's a separate <laughs> tangent. Now, that, that is a tangent that we will, I'm sure, find... I- that will be in Tangents 3, or Tangents 4, the search for Tangents 3. Yeah. Unless I come up with a more punny name. What's the third Mighty Ducks movie called? Oh, I don't remember. I don't like that one, though. Yeah, two is the best. Good. Two is the best. Um, isn't two, or no, three is the one with uh, Kenan Thompson, right? Kenan Thompson comes in in two. Does it? Oh, he does Oh, it's D3, the Mighty Ducks. We could yeah. totally do... Uh... D3, the Mighty Tangents? Yes. I will try and quack, remember quack, that. Quack, 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 I've not seen the rebooted show on Disney+. Plus. I'm not watching the rebooted show. They made the ducks the villains. I'm not about that life. Yeah, I'm not watching it now. I mean, I was going to... It was on my list of things to watch eventually, but now it's not. It's not on my list. I saw the, I saw the preview and was like, oh, they did what to the ducks? I mean, it was very low on my list, and my list is quite long. Um... I feel like my list doesn't really exist so much yes. as like people will say something to me that I should watch it and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's on my list. And then I completely forget it and never come back to it. No comments. <laughs> what? Is, have you, you've recommended things to me. Well, no, no. I'm saying for myself when people th- recommend things to me, no comment. I mean, my list is mostly metaphorical. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. When I recommend things to people, the odds of them watching are best fifty percent. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. So aside Back from the wild reality, oh, there goes gravity. Sorry. Oh, no, it's not up. It's ope. I said ope. There goes no, gravity. Some people think it's up. No, Eminem's from Michigan. He's very Midwestern. Ope. Ope. <laughs> ope. Let me uh, sneak right past you there. Yeah. I don't know why. But Spotify has discovered that if it plays, Spotify Discover specifically mm-hmm. has discovered that if they put Canadian, Celtic, and Irish music on my Discover Weekly, I will listen to it over and over again. And it is very catchy. Like, yes, there is the Dropkick Murphys as like the most, probably the most famous Canadian Celtic mm-hmm. band. But there are a lot of them. There are like a surprisingly large number of them. There is a large Celtic population in Canada. 
I mean, one of the provinces is literally Nova Scotia, New Scotland. Yes. yes. There are Celts in Scotland too. Yes. Um, though not in Scotland, but when I went to Ireland, and I'm sure some of this is going to get cut out, but whatever. Um, when I went to Ireland, we walked into a pub one night to get dinner. And there was this singer with a beautiful voice doing traditional Irish music. And we had, we were basically had a guide with us. And he said, that's not, you don't normally see that in it. And it's like after one of, like after she's done, we like talk with her and ask, oh, oh, she's from Nova Scotia. She's not from Ireland. She's of Irish descent, was polite, learned the music, decided she wanted to go to Ireland and sing it properly and was playing Irish music in Ireland and getting big tips and comp like big um tips as well as cheers from actual irish people singing in irish in actual irish pubs in county court go her her music she was very good awesome she was very very good like she's a professional singer but she went to the place where the music was based and was killing it i'm here for it i mean this it was not music like you'd sing in a big venue this is stuff the stuff you get in the traditional stuff you get in pot in small pubs it's like oh she's good um somewhere my dad has her cd because of course we bought it very cool okay i did not uh, get any cookies this year because my pancreas hates me and i live alone that's very rude of your pancreas you should tell it to stop i've been trying to for five years or no you don't want it to stop you want it to go yes i'm trying to get it to stop uh, i'm trying to get it to going again i've yeah. been working on that for five years gray's anatomy earlier it would be really great if they could get those mini livers working you know, I don't know the TV show. I just know that it is an actual anatomical textbook. Yes. But and that show, it is a TV show. Yeah. In the TV show, Meredith Grey, who's the title character, that works on a project to uh, basically, there's a thing they can do in like rare cases where they can like use certain cells from the liver to like make fake mini pancreases. Mm-hmm. And. So- I think it's the other way around. So what they do, that is an actual thing for pancreatic cancer. Yeah. They'll harvest healthy cells from the pancreas and inject them into the liver. That is a real thing. Steve Jobs had that done, except he had it done way too late. Yeah. So they try and do it in Grey's Anatomy as like a treatment for diabetics. Yeah. So it's not really good. That's, to my knowledge, an incorrect use of the treatment. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that was TV show versus (laughs) real life. That's why I said it would be really ne- nice if that worked, but I yeah. don't think it at all does. They they talk about a lot of things medically where I'm like, mm. I don't know. Yeah. I am not a doctor, but something seems a little bit off. Uh, that same. I'm also not a doctor. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Jim. I'm an engineer, not a doctor. <laughs> exactly. Uh. It's a reference to uh, Star Trek, the original series. I hope all our listeners get that reference. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen that, then I, I am thrilled that we have the opportunity to introduce you to it. Yeah, um, uh, but you should go watch it. <laughs> yes. No, I haven't rewatched the original series in a while because I've just you kept watching. So. Well, I've kept rewatching TNG and Voyager. Yes, Voyager is 
by far my favorite of the of the Star Trek series. We are doing a really bad job of talking about Bran today, though. <laughs> yes, we are. Like but a, so I, we're doing like a especially bad job of talking about Bran today. Tired and especially also very tired. When we're tired, especially on Sundays, uh, we have more tangents. Yes. Though interestingly, and this may be a tangent that gets cut. I don't think I tend to do this. So this is the twenty third year I or twenty third season I've skied at Utah. Okay. And for the first time, somebody tried to convert me to Mormonism on the left. Whoa. That's a first. Because I would like you get on the lift with other people. Frequently you'll have a conver- short conversation, mostly about how's how's your day going, what's the what are you skiing, how are conditions, sort of thing. But so this guy's Three, I get on the lift with three other people. They're clearly already in the midst of a conversation, so I don't, don't interrupt. And he's saying, oh, in Hebrew, they've got every letter is worth a number. He's sort of poorly explaining gematria. And I say, oh, you mean, so I interrupt and say, oh, you mean gematria? Yeah, so how, yes, oh, yes, I can never remember the term. How do you know about it? I said, well, I'm Jewish. He said, oh, I'm a linguist. Okay. Uh, well. He works for the LDS church. Classic. If you want the Samaritans, those still have Passover sacrifices. Yes. All 800 of them. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Whatever floats their boat. Yeah. I mean, the biggest difference between between Temple Judaism and Samaritanism is a geographic disagreement. Sorry, say that again? The biggest difference between Temple Judaism... And Samaritanism is a geographic disagreement. I think there's more than that, though, isn't there? I don't know much about Samaritans. I know they kind of said, like, we don't care about rabbinic Judaism. We're just going to. Well, yeah, they uh, don't care about rabbinic Judaism. But they split off. They, don't care. they split and, off a long time ago. They split yeah, well, off. Well like, before. Well before temple times. Like, like first temple. Were, yes. Well before, like. Temple times versus not temple times. Right? Yeah. Sorry. So they they believe I can't remember what the what the mountain is called, but it's further north. For anyone who doesn't know, and you can read Reshit. If instead, if you want to know this, so the temple is built where theoretically Abraham was going to, or at least where tradition states that Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac. Um. Right. Yeah. Uh. There's a bunch of things about the mountain that are yeah. important, if um, and like not just in Judaism, uh, but oh, yeah. but I'm talking uh, going back far enough for the disagreement between Jews and Samaritans. Yes, I was gonna say you can also check out the information about the Church of the Holy Sepulchre if you're interested. Yes, in this. there's a lot of interesting history behind that. In all honesty, oh yeah. But so the the Samaritans believe it was a different mountain further north in Israel. And they still have their temple there, and they still have sacrifices. Yeah. I think they also, like, they also have some different weird histories. Um, oh, yeah. Like, you've heard the story of the Good Samaritan. Um, and they show up in different, like, random places. Yeah. So, so I but... am not an expert in any way, shape, or form on them. Nor am um, I. But that that is my knowledge of the differences. So they still practice something closer to Temple Judaism than modern rabbinic Jews, which include basically every Jew you will ever meet. Yeah. Actually, Anyways. I shouldn't say basically, I should say every Jew you will ever meet. Yes, every Jew you will meet. No, the, the, no, the terrorites are still 
rabbinic. Eh, you can argue that. I uh, don't think and, I've ever met anybody who identified themselves as a Karaite. But they exist. Yeah, uh, I just but, don't think you're going to come across one. No, but the Beta Israel are technically, I think, rabbinic as well. Yeah, they are. The Karaite, or not the Karaites, the Kafling Jews are definitely rabbinic. Yes. Um, so I'm trying to think of what of what are any of the other diasporatic communities that might not Bene be rabbinic. Israel are rabbinic. Yeah, they're. I think pretty much every. Yeah, I don't know of any who aren't. The only ones who aren't aren't Jewish because they're Messianic, and those are Christians. Messiantics. Oh my god! <laughs> it's running. It's it's uh it's water from the sky. I think it's got to be running um, to some degree. I don't think it needs to be running, but it has to be fresh. Or it's got to be fallen water. Fallen water, yeah. Snow can or count as a mikvah. Somewhat. Yeah, uh, the ocean counts as a mikvah because mm-hmm. it gets water from the sky. It doesn't have to be a ton of water from the sky. Mm-hmm. It's got to get some, and it has to be like X number of square cubits or something. Yeah, so for anyone who is Christian and says, hey, well, that sounds like baptism, where do you think you got it from? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I when... have Toveld, Toveld being like, you wash things mm-hmm. basically you do like a, a ritual wash i have toveled things in lake michigan before i have done it i've also used the atlantic ocean lake michigan's a little cleaner or a little fresher yeah, right? but when you live in florida it's a little easier to access the atlantic ocean than it is to access lake michigan just a teeny tiny bit that's true <laughs> that, that is true I mean, I could go if I need to clean anything. It's snowing right now, so yeah. I can go use fresh snow. Um, Good use. Well, I think I I don't know. You might have to find like a snow melt pond or something. No, I because I've seen on Instagram a rabbi talk about how no fresh snow doesn't have counts? to be melted. It counts, and it's huh. a Chabad rabbi. So did not know that. I'm taking like so definitely any of the other rabbis I would listen to will take that. But, um, Fair we're not enough. getting into the denominations isn't the right term but we're not talking about uh, about chasidut versus uh mitnagdim we're not doing it we're not doing that at least not today (laughs) yeah we'll do it another time i I think we've brought it up before yeah but um more it is a a rabbi who is more observant of traditional halacha than i am that that is (laughs) that that is more than enough Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Shebrews Hebrews, a Jewish fermenting podcast brought to you by myself, Evan Harris, and Allison Shea. This podcast was edited by Evan Harris and is produced by Evan Harris and Allison Shea. As always, you can find the podcast along with our show notes and full podcast transcripts uh, on our website, as well as you can find the podcast on Instagram at Jewish Fermentation Podcast. Please remember to drink responsibly and thank you for listening.